0: Hey there, welcome to The Third C. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trinum with Croft and & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all re- links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in, now let's join into the conversation. My guest today is someone that I'm really excited to talk to. He is a new owner uh, of a business here in Chattanooga. He is someone that is not originally from Chattanooga. Uh, If you want to find out a little bit more about that, he was actually recently featured in the Chatter magazine as a 20 under 40 uh, honoree. Along with that, he uh, works at the Bethlehem Center here in Chattanooga, and he has done a lot of work here in the community and is going to be continued to work in the future uh, here in the area. And so uh, I'm really excited to talk to my guests today. So, Josh, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Daniel, thank you for having me on. Um, this is exciting.
0: Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, for those that aren't aware, I know I just mentioned a little bit about what you're doing and, and what you've been up to. But for those that aren't aware, just share a little bit of details about who you are, what you've been up to, what uh, what you've been doing, and how you got to where you are today, if you don't mind.
1: Sure. Uh, hey, y'all. My name is Josh. Um, I'm originally from New York. I grew up there my entire life. Um, through high school, went off to college. Family relocated down to the south, um, and that's what brought me um, down to the south. And um, I've been in Chattanooga for about five years, a little over five years. Um, I've been serving the community through nonprofits primarily um, in my time here. Um, I've worked at two nonprofits. The current one I work for is the Bethlehem Center in Alton Park, Um, 102-year-old community center and social services agency, just doing phenomenal things for kids and families um, in South Chattanooga. I'm the director of strategy and growth there. Um, we can talk a little bit about what that means and, and, and how we serve the community and, and, and thoughts on philanthropy and all that stuff. Um, and then I also recently started Chattanooga Fitness Club. It is a small group fitness uh, training facility as well as personal training facility um, in Hickson, um, on Hickson Pike. And um, yeah, I, I love the community. I made Chattanooga home um, in the last five years. I, I just signed a long commercial lease, so I plan on staying here for a long time um, and uh, I've, I've tried to love on the community and um, the community has given me love back and so yeah, we're just here to talk about um, all these different stuff.
0: Awesome, awesome man. So it definitely sounds like you are busy these days I would say especially with uh, how, how like when did you officially, when did the doors of, of Chattanooga Fitness Club officially open? Like how long has it been officially, because I'm, I'm sure you've been working on it for longer than it's been open, but when did the doors officially open for uh, for the, the new business you're running?
1: Yeah, so I was looking at spaces um, for a while um, in, in, I live in Red Bank, and so I was looking in Red Bank um, and Hickson area, um, and wasn't really planning on, on making the jump as soon as I did, but I, I got the opportunity to get a lease on a really great space. And so um, I was prepared to do that. I was also kind of watching COVID um, opening uh, a gym in the middle of a of global health pandemic. You know, it's not the brightest. <laughs> Sounds like idea. a really easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, you know, just just trying to uh, wait till hopefully the peak of that had, had subsided. I know a lot of gyms are hit really hard um, a couple of years ago. Um, and so having, having worked on this business plan, so, um, and just looking for timing, um, and, um, just, you know, making the move. And and these days, um, it's crazy. Um, (laughs) there's not a lot of sleep to be had. Um, but it's good. It's, it's all, all growing pains and all good stuff. And, and, uh, God's been good to me and the community has been good to me. So, uh, we just press on.
0: Nice. And so is this your first business you've started? Like, I mean, I, I guess I had I a little bit of like, you know, I'm sure we've all like back way, way back in the day, I had like a lemonade stand at the end of my driveway, but I don't know if I would consider that like a business per se. But like, is, is this like your first official business that you've, you've ever really started and run yourself? So I, I've been hustling, yeah, since I was a little kid. <laughs> I've been, um,
1: uh, getting uh, bags of chips at lower (laughs) cost and reselling them to kids at lunch for a higher cost, but under what they cost at at the counter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been going on for a while. Um, in my, I just turned 35 last last week, about, about a week ago. Um, and, um, uh, that's relevant because I was in the 30, the the 20 under 40. Um, and so they were like, what age are you going to be on July 1st, uh, 2022? I said, well, exactly 35. It's my birthday. Uh, so that came out on my birthday, which was a nice birthday present. Um, um, I completely lost my train of thought.
0: No, no. Um, just like you said that you've been, you know, uh, you've been obviously doing little side gigs and work all your life, but is this oh, like Oh, that's your, right, that's yeah. right, that's
1: right. I was, I was speaking yeah. about my, I'm sorry, I am no. speaking about my age for, no, for, for a purpose there. Um, in my 20s, I had done some um, consulting on my own in between um, jobs that I had had, as a lot of us have, um, in the sort of gig economy, hustle economy. Uh, but this is my first, Brick and mortar business with, um, you know, other people working in the business and opening and shutting the door and having an alarm code and yeah. utility bills
0: and um, liability insurance yeah. and, and
1: all that type of stuff. So no, it's been it's been a trip. It's been a trip.
0: So this is your first like, like you said, brick and mortar like you know roots are planted down business like that that you you've ever really started before. Uh huh. Signing
1: a a, a multi year commercial lease and just saying I'm going to commit to this and commit to this community and, you know, commit to giving this a shot. Um, I've been interested in fitness. I've been involved in fitness, Mm -hmm. um, ever since college. Um, and, um, I've done a lot of different stuff from group fitness classes to big box commercial stuff to your martial arts type, uh, fighting stuff. I, I, uh, I saw John Wick and I thought it was a really cool movie. <laughs> and that's I don't what know, set I it off for you John right there. Wick. So <laughs> I saw the John Wick trilogy and I'm like, I'm gonna learn how to do some of that. So I spent a couple months training um, Krav Maga um, and Muay Thai. Um, and, so, and, and that's done in a group model, um, large group classes. And um, and I got to experience like a lot of different models of, of being a consumer in that industry and, and, and what I liked and what I didn't like. And I'm always the type of person that says, well, Uh, If I would do it myself, I would do this differently. Um, You know, and I have a a long list of those things I keep, and um, I'm quite particular in that way. And so I was like, well, let's give it a shot. And so, yeah, now we can you know build exactly what we want to build you know our model is group fitness with a social twist so we put people into the same group of 12 people that are meeting together uh, two to three times a week at our facility at our climate control facility to work out together in a high intensity interval style uh, training with certified um, personal trainers leading the way it's very high touch um, and it's from for men and for women it's for people of all different um, abilities and um, we just have a whole mix of folks there and to see a cross-section of Chattanooga come together as this little kind of social unit and work out together, which doesn't really happen in, in, in other group classes because you might just go to random times or they might be really big classes like the martial arts classes are. Um, and I never felt a sense of community there despite um, us beating each other up every week. Um, there was no real kissing of the boo-boo. And I, and I thought, okay, you know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna make people really hustle and, and, and sweat and hurt, you know, yeah. you gotta kiss the boo-boo a little bit. Yeah. And So I wanted to create something that was more social and, and, and more coaching-like and more high touch and just something that kind of dovetailed like my background in, 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 in consulting and mm-hmm. in trying to solve problems. Um, and so that's what I'm doing uh, with Chattanooga Fitness Club and then with the Bethlehem Center, um, you know, I've been there uh, for coming on two years now. I'm the director of strategy and growth there so what that means is um, I work with Reggie, uh, our executive director, um, who is an amazing leader. Um, he is bold, um, he has a heart for people. Um, he is uh, just a good guy. Um, and I, I work directly under him, um, working with him on a strategy for the organization, um, helping us um, ascertain the things that we should and shouldn't do in conjunction with our board and our other internal and external stakeholders. Um, developing partnerships in the community with other organizations that are doing similar stuff, whether they're in the for-profit or non-profit sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just just really um, being there for the development of new processes and procedures. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we are affiliated through the United Methodist Church in the fact that we were originally started by two United Methodist women um, 102 years ago. Um, and we are currently part of the United Methodist Association, uh, which is an association of churches that uh, fall um, under that banner uh, because we are a health and welfare ministry. So we help uh, uh, youth and, and families primarily, although we help everyone. Um and so we're kind of classified that way. So one of the projects that I was over last year was there was an opportunity to be recognized by the United Methodist Association for um, some of the work that 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 agencies had did specifically during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, uh, the peak pandemic. Um, so we looked at our 2020 and 2021 um, response, and and you know we had delivered so many tens of thousands of pounds of food, and we delivered, uh, we had uh, maintained consistent contact, and and and. Uh, called a list of eighty-three shut-in seniors multiple times a week, bringing them care packages, toilet paper when it couldn't be found, and we were an extension site for Hamilton County Schools, and um, just a lot of just really beautiful things um, were able to be done to serve the community in a really dark moment. And um, we were like, "Hey, you know, should, should we tell this story mm-hmm. and um, and and see if it resonates with people?" And I had the privilege of being over that project, mm-hmm. and we did, and we submitted that. Um, and we won this year. We won the UMA Mission Award, so the only organization in the in the country in the United States uh, being recognized by the United Methodist Association for um, excellence in um, you know in winning that award for uh, alignment to mission. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was really cool. We went down to Savannah a couple months ago to pick that award up. And um, Savannah's a really, really cool city. I don't know if you've ever
0: been down there in Savannah, Georgia. Uh It's it's been a while since I've been there, Uh, but I know I have. I, I get a lot of the like East Coast beach cities, like I get them kind of, I get them a little mixed of like the Charlestons and like, yeah. I, don't if, I don't know if there's a beach at Charleston, but it's, it's closer to the beach than we yeah. currently are, uh, but like the Charlestons and the Savannah, like I get all those kind of confused in my mind sometimes, but yeah, I, I know I have been there before. So Savannah,
1: is funny, like Savannah, Savannah, Charleston somehow go together. And so yeah. um, I have been to Savannah a few times. I love it. I haven't been to Charleston yet, so I suppose that's the next trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we went down there to get the award and it was awesome. Um, and we came back here and it just really energized. The team um, to get national recognition for uh, a job well done in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, the other half of that role, so it's director of strategy and growth. So the other half is that, is that growth role. Um, so I do a lot of our media stuff, um, radio, TV, uh, when necessary, and I I try to um, uh, put out on behalf of uh, the Bethlehem Center, you know, our, our need, our financial need, and, and help. Uh, raise money for, for the organization um, for what we do.
0: It's Nice, and so it, it seems to me, and, and you can t- tell me if I'm correct or if I'm wrong in this, but it seems to me like with what you're doing at Chattanooga Fitness Club, you're kind of merging all a bunch of different passions of yours because Specifically, with what you're doing at the Bethlehem Center, a lot of it is centered around serving and helping other people. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an extension of, of labor of love to other people. I mean, obviously, there's I'm I'm not saying there's no benefit you get out of it, but it's not like you're just showing up just to collect a paycheck just for the heck of it. Like the whole point of the of the work you do there is to serve other people, right. and then you take that aspect of it and you meld it with the you know your desire uh, of you know you, you mentioned way back when you were learning things like uh, like Muay Thai. Did you say kickboxing or did I just, yeah, did I ma-
1: no Muay Thai is a form of kickboxing. Okay, I, was saying, yeah. I, may,
0: have, I may have just imagined yeah. that, but you, you're you're mixing all these different interests and these different passions that you have all into one, and it seems to me like that's kind of what what's on on your shirt right there is Chattanooga Fitness Club because you know I, I like you know I've been to plenty of gyms in my lifetime, and a lot of them are just like open spaces with equipment, and you just kind of walk around and figure out what you want to do, and it's just kind of up to you, and some of them are more class based, but you don't really know the people that you show up with you just say oh I want to do this class or I want to try this out and you show up and you do it but this is is like you said it's yes you've got the physical the exercise aspect of things but you also have the social aspect because and I would co- imagine and the coaching aspect as yeah, well yeah. And, and they, it's, yeah and so I would imagine like your goal isn't just to improve the physical you know health of the people that show up but you want to provide them a uh, you want to provide them a social service as well like you want you want to allow them to leave Feeling like they are physically and you know emotionally and just personally better than they were when they when they arrived, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's just my heart. Um, it's just to serve people and to just be able to just pour into their lives in that way. Um, yeah, I really have tried to synthesize um, things from different parts of my life. I guess that's. I think probably one of the things that I'm, I'm stronger at is trying to bring together synthesis and, and disparate ideas. Um, I'm pretty decent at manifesting too, so um, like ideating and then trying to grab from reality those things and, and mesh them together and mold them together in, in ways that are compatible and make sense to try and create something new or serve someone in a new way or a more efficient way or a more helpful way. Um, yeah, that's definitely where my heart is at. And, uh, I guess at this moment in time, there's another massive similarity between the both of them and that they're both nonprofits. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, cause there's a new business, we have a ton <laughs> of expenses and, uh, and, you know, we're still working on getting our members up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I kid around, but, um, yeah, uh, no, it's wonderful to be able to start the business and, uh, just, you know, hire folks and, um, Coach them through the employment process, but also coach our clients through the coaching process of really what it means to show up, what it means to be accountable, what it means to do the things that you say you would do, Mm -hmm. um, what it means to try and be vigilant about what you're eating and how you're treating your body and how you're moving your body. We only get one body. And so, um, you know, how can we make this container last for as long as we we, uh, need it to last to accomplish our mission Mm -hmm. here uh, while we're here on this earth? Um, And so... Um, that to me is 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 very uh, uh, a sobering a sobering thought that yeah. you know we are helping people as they as they move about their entire lives and I think you're right when you look at the overlap with the Bethlehem Center it is about serving people um, it is about helping people it's about meeting people where they're at um, and uh, just being there
0: yeah and it's funny you said a little bit tongue in cheek that both of these are nonprofits <laughs> although one of them is Deliberately a nonprofit. The other one, you know, obviously is, is hopefully someday it won't be a nonprofit. That's true. Uh, but but I'm I'm glad you kind of put it that way because, you know, some on this show and just some in, in just my, you know, daily life. Like I, I come across. I, I personally don't own a business or anything, but I come across people who do own businesses, whether they're you know multi-year, decade veterans, or they've just started, or they're they're a few years into it. Um, the constant. The constant thing that I seem to hear from them is it's always much harder than they expected it to be, and you you kind of hit the ground like it's it's not like you know I kind of think of it like you're although again I'm not a parent either like you, you hear stories like people raising a newborn child like as soon as they're here it's just like you're just going 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 all the time you're doing things you're busy you don't really have a lot of time to uh, you know put yourself in other areas you have to devote a lot of your time and energy to this new endeavor, but. Along with that comes a lot of different lessons and experiences, and you know uh, a lot of failures, but a lot of wins after you know wins following those failures. And so, I want to ask you just—I know it's been an early process so far, and, and it's it's this is a new endeavor for you and everybody involved. But uh, have you had any? you know, experiences that so far have resonated with you or any lessons that you've learned or any key takeaways from your time kind of building this from the ground up and and how do you hope to, whatever those lessons and, and takeaways are, how do you hope to employ those in the future as you continue to grow and expand uh, your, your business here? So I have
1: uh, professionally, prior to the nonprofit management space and, and strategy and, and fundraising and all that, beautiful good stuff that I absolutely love to do uh, For about a decade before that my background has been in um, marketing um, as well as sales um, and so and scaling um, scaling um, sales and scaling organizations and and working with teams And so this opportunity at Chattanooga Fitness Club has been, really an opportunity for me to synthesize all these skill sets coming together Mm -hmm. um, from this big picture thinking to what do I wanna create and what do I want it to look like and what do I not want it to look like and how do I want it to serve people to putting together the nuts and bolts of it operationally and um, like financially, like making sure the model makes sense and then working with folks to um, make sure that we have a sound business model to uh, getting the space that we got, I mean, the space that we got was like crazy, not finished. It was like so old and disgusting. So it was a, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how to say it was definitely a, a
0: labor of love. It was, for yes, some, yeah.
1: yes. Uh, so I, I got the place back in March, and it was just a, like a retail storefront uh, that where it did like a like a low end retail storefront. where It didn't really matter what the inside looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, too much apparently. Yeah. And so uh there there's like probably like fifty year old carpet that was on like the concrete floor. That and was like yeah so I mean it was just <laughs> a matter of like like getting rid of everything, getting the carpet out, I mean getting everything stripped down mm-hmm. and uh cleaned and um then I drove to Delano, Georgia in my truck to get four rolls of gym flooring that made my truck go all the way down to the bottom <laughs> and drove back and then had someone install it and I mean it's been it's been a crazy labor of love, but I, I would say the pivotal moment for me um, was um, when I when, when the business got its first client, mm-hmm. um, and especially its first client from um, uh, its first client from cold traffic or from advertising or someone that wasn't um, that didn't know me from Adam, someone yeah. that wasn't part of the group of initial people that said, hey. I know Josh, I like Josh, I trust Josh, I know Josh is gonna do an awesome job with his business, so I'm gonna join Chattanooga Fitness Club in our pre-sale period, and Mm -hmm. we had a number of people do that. Um, People who knew me or knew of me or stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. when we put out advertising um, and um, got a bunch of, um, at that point, we were leads, Mm -hmm. and, I went through the process that I, you know, have worked in sales and stuff like that and yeah. c- called them a bunch and you know they didn't pick a lot of them don't pick up and leave voicemails and you text and you follow up you do all the sales stuff and you get uh, people in for a uh, free intro and consult. They take a free class, mm-hmm. uh, which we offer your first class is always free. Mm-hmm. Um, so they uh, they come in there, they take a free class, they get to experience what it's about, and then they decide to uh, sign up and, and give us their hard earned money. The first time a stranger did that, a pure stranger did that, I think yeah. I about nearly wanted to cry. <laughs> um, because I was like, this thing works. Yeah. Like this yeah. thing that I that I, created out of my brain, out of a need, like it works. People yeah. people want it and it's helping people. Yeah. And in the last um, month or so that we've been going, I mean, it hasn't even been a full month. Um, uh, it's been about a full month, because we've got about a bunch of renewals coming up, um, <laughs> which, is, which is nice. <laughs> the First round uh, of them. Yeah, which yeah. is nice for the business. Um, you know, people are starting to get results yeah. and you know, I have people showing me you know, their, their, their arm and saying how you know it's firmer and they they're, they're lost a bit of fat or I mean, some some, some really cool results, especially yeah. because uh, some of our members are uh, at this point, are friends of mine or yeah. people from my network. So I, I know them, I know what they looked like uh, two months ago yeah. and I know yeah. what, they, what they are looking like now. So yeah. Um, yeah. just by getting their butt in the gym and, and hustling for an hour, um, two to three times a week. And so, um, we do a lot in that hour, but um, if you can spare two hours a week, three hours a week, and you can make a life transformation, and so it's been fun to see. And uh, I think that was the moment to to answer your question in a really long-winded way. I think that was the moment that um, it nearly broke me, but in a good way. Like I wanted to cry. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, well, that that I mean. I know exactly what you mean because whenever you start any new endeavor of of any size, whether it's you know a brand new huge dream of yours to start some major you know company or something, or you're just doing something that's small on the side, usually there's some people that are like, yeah, I know this person, I want to I want to support them, family friends that you've known for a while, and like those are obviously appreciated, and it's always great to have those people, but there's something different about. Just a random stranger, just coming up, coming up to you and being like, "Hey, I, I heard what you do. Like, I really like it." Or, or in your case, someone that you've never met before, never had any contact with them, and signing up for it because it shows that what you are doing is now reaching beyond your immediate network, your immediate mm-hmm. boundaries. You know, within your immediate circle of influence, you probably, you know, you can contact, you know, however many people that you know and that you can get in immediate contact with, but. That only goes so far, you mm-hmm. know. And if, if that's as far as you can go, then that mm-hmm. begins to set boundaries on what you can do. But if you can reach beyond that, well, there's no there's no telling what you can do beyond that. Because you know, if you can bring one person in that you you've never met before, well, why can't you bring a second one? Why can't you bring a third one? Why can't you bring fourth or fifth and so on and so forth? You know. And so it's, I, I would imagine it's it's very encouraging to to see that, especially being as new as you are. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you often hear stories of new businesses. It takes a while for them to. You know, it, it can be a long time until a profit gets turned, or it can be a long time until uh, you know they really become sustainable. But seeing those early signs of, of growth and you know a, a trajectory upwards is is very encouraging and very promising. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and and I think uh, I, the way I would frame it, because I'm am a person of faith, and so the way I would frame it was just that is just that God was very kind to me that yeah. night because it wasn't just that I got one. Um, <coughs> cold sign up or someone who was a stranger actually yeah. that was the, that was the night we got two two separate people so yeah. it wasn't like uh this is a fluke because i know that's one thing you yeah. know uh, as a business owner yeah. or something you know you think oh well, that was just a fluke right yeah no, nope two uh two two walk-ins uh, same same afternoon and uh it was just a nice little confirmation that like hey you're you're rowing in the right direction
0: yeah and then that's that's uh, like i said I'm, I'm sure that's that's very encouraging so uh, something I want to ask you about in a little bit different uh, vein is, is a little bit more about what you're doing at the Bethlehem Center. Sure. Uh, so I know you're currently working there. Is that that's not the only non-profit, like actual nonprofit you have current you? Well, I know you're currently working there, but that's not the only nonprofit you've ever worked at. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's true. So the Bethlehem Center is uh, it's my it's my day job. Yeah. I work there. Uh, you know, nine to five, yeah. Monday, through, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, And um, prior to that, I was the director of faith-based and neighborhood partnerships at an organization called Unify Ed um, here in Chattanooga that was doing public education policy. So this is the second um, nonprofit that I've worked for as a a career um, opportunity. And um, I've had the privilege of working alongside and with a number of nonprofits Um, really in the last half decade or so that I've been in Chattanooga in the Chattanooga area, um, I've been, I've been blessed to have a pretty broad network of good people in Chattanooga doing good things. And so, um, I've definitely been plugged into that community in the last few years. In the last year, I had the opportunity to do leadership Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. um, through the chamber. Um, and so that was really cool. That's a, a year long um, executive development program. We do off-site retreats once a month, um, the whole day, for a whole day off-site, and uh, go through a whole different curriculum each day. And so we like went to Rock City and that was really cool. And we did a curriculum and the curriculums will all be different. So like one day it'll be a focus on like the school, public schools in Chattanooga, uh, which is a, a huge, huge uh, issue on my heart. Um, especially about funding them more equitably and and, 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 and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, to all these different topics of city government, county government, um, state government, we went to Nashville for a day for um, a trip to meet um, the representatives and politicians up there, mm-hmm. um, which was enough to make me feel like I needed a bath afterwards, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, But, you know, we got to do a lot of uh, really cool um, stuff and um, just learn more about the landscape of the Chattanooga community and and who's serving it. And in that case, from a business perspective, from a nonprofit perspective, uh, from a government perspective. So we had some folks from the city and other government um, local entities just a kind of a cross section of Chattanooga, but there was a lot of nonprofit folks there too. So it was just great to see just how all these different uh, sectors of the economy are coming together um, to um, just care about Chattanooga.
0: Yeah. And and it's I think that's really cool that you were able to have those different experiences, not just, here, you know, working at the Bethlehem Center, but you were able to kind of spread uh, your experiences out into local government areas, but also, you know, go to areas like Nashville, like the, the state capital here in Tennessee. Um, but I personally, I've never worked in a nonprofit. At uh, least, not that I'm aware of. I've, I've, I'm sure I've worked in, I've worked in other you know, smaller businesses and bigger businesses. But to me, I would imagine working at a nonprofit is. The the feel of it is distinctly different than working at any kind of for profit or corporate position. I would imagine. I mean, I, obviously, I know that there's going to be some you know daily tasks that you do that are that are similar to daily tasks that you might do at a for profit business. Uh, but I want to know what specifically for you drove you to want to work in the small or in the the nonprofit sector because, like I said, I'm sure there's some inherent challenges to working in the nonprofit sector that are not as common uh, you know, in the for-profit sector, just because by the very nature of the business, it's, it's different from a capital structure, from how uh, you know, finances are handled, from how you, you, your, your clients, quote unquote, are gonna be different depending on you know, what kind of area of service you provide. And so, just what for you made you want to actually get involved in that area and, and start working there and make that part of what you do and, and who you are?
1: So you're right. There are a lot of differences uh, between all these different structures. Mm-hmm. And so I've had the privilege throughout my career um, to work for, I think, pretty much every different kind of business that you can possibly work for. Yeah. Um, I've worked for a Fortune 500. Um, I've worked um, for a consulting firm. I've worked uh, for a tech startup, uh, for a Texas startup um, uh, I've worked for nonprofits, um, and so I've kind of worked for small, medium, and large, mm-hmm. as well as nonprofit. And you're right; there are um, differences. There are key, key differences. Um, you know, nonprofits—they um, exist to provide a public benefit, mm-hmm. um, and. What non-profit doesn't mean it doesn't mean that uh, people who work there can't get paid. A lot of people think that. Um, uh, but no, we all make regular salaries just yeah. like everybody else. Um, uh, but what it means is that the business does not exist to create a profit. Mm-hmm. and um, Or the corporation does not exist to create a profit. It's really a nonprofit corporation. It's so a mm-hmm. 501c3. Mm-hmm. Um and it does not exist to to generate a profit and any monies that are left over from programming, services, donations or whatever do not inure to any of the members of the corporation so they do not profit personally. It literally goes back into the organization or back into the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it is very different in that way. Um, How is it similar? Um, Well, a, a lot of if you work at a nonprofit, your day in Monday through Friday is gonna look pretty much the same as if you worked for a for-profit corporation. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go into work Monday morning, you know, sign in, you know, go at your desk, log on to your computer, do some work, send some emails, you know, whatever you do for your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're gonna you're going to execute that Monday through Friday. You're gonna get a paycheck bi-weekly. Um, and so it's really not gonna Feel that differently for most of the employees at a nonprofit. Although I will say that um, in the nonprofit sector, I think overall people are, are are criminally underpaid, and so you definitely would feel that um, um, in your in your wallet. And that's something that I'd really like to see reform on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, otherwise, like functionally, you're 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 not um, going to experience too many differences. Now, if you're on the development side, like I am, um, if you're Chasing checks and 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 trying to get money for the organization—that's going to feel different because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have as a nonprofit organization um, who has a mission and, and 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 is doing something for the community. You're going to have products or services or whatever uh, whatever that you're doing, um, and you know, a business would sell those products or services to the people that want them. Mm-hmm. Um, a nonprofit, you know, we are serving um, a certain. Community um, and and perhaps some of that community is uh, funding into and supporting that work, but a lot of times the people who are receiving services are different than the people who are giving money uh, for the thing that's being delivered, um, and so that's different, right? So how do you uh, thread that needle and how do you um, um, you know raise money in in, in a nonprofit capacity in differently from you do in a for-profit capacity? So so that looks a lot different. Um, I think the, the pacing is a little bit different, too. Um, nonprofits, in general, are more chill. They're more relaxed. Um, maybe not so much so on the executive management or development side. And when I say development, I mean fundraising. So just, just so folks know, development and fundraising yeah. are synonymous. So um, raising money. So probably not so much on the, on the managing uh, and, and raising money side. That probably feels pretty similar to a for-profit. Um, I, I lost my hair at a at a for profit over the course of a years. Yeah, that was actually the last for profit that I worked for. I lost all <laughs> and my. That hair. was what.
0: That was what did it for you right there.
1: Uh, well, and this feels more like a therapy session now. Maybe <laughs> we've just discovered that about me. Um, well, no, because I'm back in the for profit space now with my yeah. own business, right?
0: Yeah. So as as a baldy here, um, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I, I, I've never. Obviously, that's not the you know reason why something like that happened. That's just funny to me. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, the reason why I ask that is because you know, oftentimes, I think from you know, I I relatively recently graduated from UTC. I graduated back in December of twenty twenty one. And to me, congratulations. You know, well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I've also I've been talking to people. I don't know when I can stop saying I've recently graduated. I, I feel like like within a year. I think like maybe that's fair to say recently. But at some point, I can't say that anymore. You know? But yeah, December
1: I, of this year, you're kind of yeah. pushing it because you're about to lap yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, so you kind of really it, like recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm, at some point, I have to stop saying recently. You, got a, but few, I'm, you uh, got a few months, and then yeah. you got to give it up. I'm gonna take it for what it's worth, though. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of times. It can be hard for people like my age that are, you know, have just finished college or maybe they're about to finish college and they're trying to find out what they want to do. Um, oftentimes, at least in my experience, uh, nonprofits don't seem to get the the amount of shine or the amount of you know spotlight that I I wish that they had, you know, because. Not there's anything wrong for a for-profit business. I mean, for crying out loud, I work at one. But uh, you know, there's a special thing, at least in my mind, about nonprofits in the sense that what you're talking about is that if there's any excess money, or if there's you know, if for some reason you just get a, a big old bag of cash dropped in your lap, it's it's given back to either the community or it's invested back into the company that mm-hmm. will then help the community in another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really interesting and, and very noble because. That's really what I think. It provides a lot of unsung value to those communities that they're in. It's not, you know, it, you hear about like unsung heroes. It's kind of like those 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 uh, nonprofits are kind of an unsung hero of the, of the business world, in, in my opinion. And so I don't see them getting as much shine and as much spotlight as that as I wish they did. And, you know. And so, what in your opinion? I mean, does that does that seem to be the case, or what do you do you make of that kind of synopsis of nonprofits in that sense? I'm not so
1: sure about the whole industry broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I could be
0: wrong, this could just be a... I can, I mean, say,
1: that in, I can say that at the Bethlehem Center mm-hmm. we have uh, a number of, of young folks on staff that are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of a number of nonprofits around town that have some young folks that are, that are awesome and engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I, I, couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really speak to that.
0: Yeah, and and, and again, I, I could be entirely wrong, uh, but to, yeah, it, it just, I, I don't know. No, and 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 to me, like, and the reason why I ask that is just because I I want. I would love to see you know nonprofits, especially obviously in Chattanooga, but just abroad. And there obviously are some very well known ones. I'm not saying that like mm-hmm. nonprofits are something that is never heard of, uh, but you know, the, to me, like they provide a very essential service in a lot of different ways. You know, they all do different things, um, but to me, that's I, I think that they provide a very essential service, and so I would love to see them continue to grow and, and, and to flourish in that way. Um, Another thing is too, from and this could just be like I said entirely a me thing, but I I don't know. Oftentimes, you know, the e- the easiest way I see people wanting to support a nonprofit from the outside looking like if you're not working there directly, uh, people that want to support it is obviously through like financial donations or you know giving some kind of donation, whether it be like food if if you're giving out food, or if you're giving out clothes, things of that nature, but. Aside from that, it can seem a little, at least in my mind, a little daunting at times, like how can I actually make a, a, a difference that I can, I can see kind of the needle move a little bit in, in some positive way. Um, and again, this could just be a me thing, but my question to you is, is what are some ways that you've seen from, from the inside of things of, of how people can actually get involved and, and help out these nonprofits in a way that actually benefits not only the community, but it also benefits the building up and the, and the structure of these nonprofits themselves?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think the focus on philanthropy is just really important mm-hmm. and, um, and giving. And um, if it feels right to you, sacrificial giving. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's really, really important. I think we really need to understand why we give and, and what we give to. And if it matters, if it's on your heart, if it's been placed on your heart, it's there for a reason. And I think you need to follow that and see where it goes. Um, and that's often gonna be sacrificial. And that might be time and um, serving an organization. Um, that might be using a skill that you have, um, a specialized skill in donating. Um, services um, that might look like um, donating cash mm-hmm. that might look like really thinking about your plans for your future and what you're going to do with the legacy that you're going to leave and your estate and your family and and thinking about um, putting an organization like the Bethlehem Center into your plans as a planned gift um, but often that's going to look um, Sacrificial. I think the best way to get started is just to visit these organizations that you're interested in and just offer to volunteer and just see what it's like to be there and just see what the culture is like and see the services they provide. I mean, that's the path that a lot of our people who become donors and really big supporters of the Bethlehem center, even if they're just champions on social media and always sharing our stuff and loving on us. Um, you know, they usually start by coming down to the Bethlehem center and, and serving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's challenging in in today's day and age. I think, you know, we are, we're just coming out of what, I'm no medical expert or anything like that, but we're just coming out of what I think was a peak, a peak of a pandemic in the sense that I know our agency was shut down to visitors for a long time mm-hmm. during COVID and, and, and we've only recently opened you know, opened back up mm-hmm. and allowed folks to come in um, who aren't directly part of the programming. And so, well, it's hard to get into an organization and experience the mission if you yeah. can't get through the doors. Another thing is, and you guys are a marketing company, so you can help with this, but we live in a very noisy world and an increasingly noisier world. Mm-hmm. So I think it's difficult for people to even know about half the good stuff that happens in Chattanooga. I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff happening in this community. Um, but it's hard to, uh, it's hard to stay on top of it all. So, um, you know, to speak to your point, not just young folks, yeah. but, um, you know, all different ages, um, all different um, genders, all different backgrounds of mm-hmm. uh, folks are, are needed to um, support, you know, what's going on in, in South Chattanooga, but, but even Chattanooga more broadly and Hamilton County more broadly. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and you, you mentioned there, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of, and We're speaking more specifically about Chattanooga here, but abroad there's a lot of a lot of good things happening with with uh, nonprofits. But specifically with the work that you do at the you know that you all do at the Bethlehem Center and and, uh, down here in Chattanooga, what are some of the the good things? Like, what are some of the things that you are doing that? maybe people don't know about it. Because like I said, I'm a little bit on the outside looking into things, I've obviously, you know, I'm not in the, in the walls of, the, of you know, that building every day, seeing what's happening. What are some of the things that are going on there and, and what are some of the, the good impacts and the positive uh, services and impacts that you all make and have on the community around you?
1: So just being able to serve and love on hundreds of uh, kids and families in, in Chattanooga, specifically in South Chattanooga, is just incredible. So we have our um, Read to Lead Academy, which is our after-school program, um, and that runs um, Monday um, through Thursday, 3 to 6.30, and that just provides a space for kids to uh, be able to learn and grow and be loved on and get um, a meal and um, get physical activity. We have um teachers and counselors there who are able to just work with them in, in such wonderful ways we have we're finishing now our um our summer program or summer camp that's a full day mm-hmm. uh, monday through friday summer camp and um pretty much everything we do is free to the community um for the summer camp there's a fee of i think it's like a hundred bucks or something like that for the seven week camp and if they um if the family you know writes a, a statement of need that's one sentence, to a couple sentences, you know, we waive that. So, you know, we we raised, you know, that's part of my job is to raise, you know, last year we raised 1.66 million. Um, and so that's um, part of my job and a few of other of us there to do mm-hmm. that. Um, but just being able to raise those funds and then put on these programs um, for the community. and mm-hmm. So we focus a lot on kids, um, but we also house a program called Impact One, which is a program for um, individuals coming out of the incarceration. Mm-hmm. So they're actually taught um, hands-on skills that they can use to get and gain full employment. We actually have a shop on-site at the Bethlehem Center, um, so they're able to learn uh, carpentry and trade skills um, there. That's a program that we have. We have a program called Boys to Men, which has a roster of, um, I believe, over 80 um, young boys that uh, Book McRae and his team have been walking with through elementary, middle, and high school, and beyond. They're coming on their 30th year now. And... Book came alongside the Bethlehem Center a number of years ago to provide these services, um, just a few years ago, um, kind of bringing two beautiful things in Chattanooga together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's housed at the Bethlehem Center and that's just incredible. Um, and the service that we provide, we have a 5,000 square foot community farm. Um, we have a farmer's market on Saturdays where we uh, take this organic, or these fresh produce that we grow um, in, um, in our space and, uh, we sell it uh, to the community at below cost in this area that's a food desert, and we end up actually giving most of it away. Um, uh, we have partnerships with uh, a number of different organizations around town to deliver that food, um, and um, yeah, there's just so much that goes on within the walls of the Bethlehem Center and outside. We actually have been expanding our footprint too. So um, last year, and it's going on this, this summer too, we started a program called the Community Connections Summer Grants Program. Mm-hmm. And so we were blessed to have some funding that came to us, but was very specific. It wanted to go to um, organizations that were doing summer programming with kids um, that involved some faith-based element and some arts element. Um, and so we had all these organizations apply and we were able to give 30 organizations uh, grants between $3,000 and $10,000 um, to do summer programming last summer. And the cool thing about that was that that summer programming, it was all over Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. It was in East Chattanooga. It was a program in Saudi. I mean, I, I should say all over Hamilton County because uh, there was a program in Saudi. There was a program in Hickson. There was a program in uh, Lookout Mountain. It's, it's everywhere you looked around Hamilton County, there's an organization being funded or partially funded by the Bethlehem Center um, through our summer grants program. This is last summer and this summer. And um, that's been really cool to see that reach too. So um, yeah, there's so many good things happening in Chattanooga and there's other organizations as well that are doing amazing charitable work in Chattanooga with kids and families. And so um, I would just really encourage anybody who has a heart for um, those who are in need to just look into what's going on in your community and um, try and do some Google searching and some Facebook Facebooking and all that stuff uh, because uh, nonprofits aren't always the best marketers. Nonprofits aren't always the best at tooting their own horn about all the amazing stuff they do. Um, but there are a lot of organizations doing good stuff out there.
0: And so, specifically with the Bethlehem Center, what's the best way for people to keep up with it? Or, I'm, I'm a, I would imagine you all probably have a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aside from that, like, what's the best way people can get involved, or if they're curious, they can look into it, or just follow along with what you all are doing?
1: Yeah, so our website is thebeth.org. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people call it The Beth, for short, <laughs> so that's what we go by. Yeah. Uh, so it's thebeth.org. Uh, and just look us up on Facebook. Our Facebook page is, is lit. It's probably the best place to look. <laughs> um, our marketing, so our marketing is actually pretty good. We have a couple uh, really great folks uh, who, internally who have been uh, just crushing it. Young folks, mm-hmm. those young folks, yeah. Uh, yeah. crushing our marketing. So I would look on our Facebook and Insta um, for, for that. The Bethlehem Center, Chattanooga, mm-hmm. find us. We have the butterfly logo. Our, our logo is a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of that thought of transformation, and um, we have our our four classrooms for our K through eight um, program. Mm-hmm. We have four classrooms for that K through eight, and they're named after the butterflies. So they're the eggs, uh, chrysalides, caterpillars, and butterflies are the are the four names nice. of the age of the. I think brackets. if I was in, I would
0: want to be a chrysalide. I don't know what that is, but just sounds that just sounds, it's, that just it's, sounds fun. I,
1: I believe it's a larva. <laughs>
0: The larva and larva doesn't I, sound as appealing. I know. Yeah.
1: So we went with <laughs> crystalite instead of our little larvas. Um, but no, we have amazing um, children, amazing families, an amazing community, amazing donors, mm-hmm. amazing staff, um, amazing leadership, and so um, yeah, I, I love working at the Beth, and um, well, that's really an honor and a privilege. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to parlay some of those skills that I've had. I, in, the, in my first year at the Beth, I was man. I was more on the operation side, so I got to manage a number of people and um, do some uh, all the fun stuff that managers get to do, hiring and, and some of the not so fun stuff. Um, and so just just bringing that stuff into um, my experience at Chattanooga Fitness Club, and then just trying to um, you know, hopefully we're nonprofit right now in yeah. terms of our financials, but hopefully we won't be. Um, yeah. And um, hopefully it'll be a good solid business that the Lord will bless. And then I can take a portion of that increase and love on organizations, even more than I do from just my personal income that I, you know, that I, mm-hmm. that I give on and stuff like that. But I can give on, um, not just to the Beth, but to a number of different organizations yeah. that, that, that mean a lot to me. And, and so that's, that's what I'd love to do. I'd love to just spread the love around.
0: Awesome, I love it. And so I'll be sure to you, obviously you mentioned the website and everything. We'll we'll make sure that that's all in the description of this episode. So if people want to check it out, they can go down there and check it out. Uh, but one more thing I want to ask you about. So you're obviously taking on this new venture with the Chattanooga Fitness Club, and uh, it's it's a very new thing, and there's obviously going to be a lot of growing pains and a lot of you know experiences and a lot of hours put into this. But for you, what do you hope that this looks like? You know, obviously you said you you signed a long term lease and. I would imagine there's no no business owner that starts a business hoping that it's going to fail, obviously. And so, for you, what do you hope the the long term uh, look of, of the Chattanooga Fitness Club is? And what what do you hope the the long term place that it serves it, it, it serves in the community? What do you hope that is uh, in the future? Maybe you know one, two, maybe even a decade down the road. That's a great question. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, So I've done a lot of thinking about this. So.
1: Chattanooga Fitness Club is primarily um, small group uh, training in uh, classes mm-hmm. um, of 12. Um, and um, at preset times, moving with your crew, remember we called that the crew, so you're meeting with your crew two to three times a week, and you're hustling, you're doing this high-intensity interval training, station-based, music pumping, sweat mm-hmm. pouring um, type thing. And right now we have just a few classes because we're new. Um, So obviously as a business owner, what I'd like to do is to have classes rocking and rolling at pretty much every hour, starting from 5 a.m. Yeah. From my folks who love to work out at 5 (laughs) a.m. For you early birds, um, all the way down to our last class, which in our business model is a 7.30 class, uh, 7.30 p.m. So 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Then we shut the business, you know, we, we, clean up and and shut down and stuff like that so uh, my dream is to have chattanooga fitness club rocking and rolling and roaring with classes going on stacked throughout the day monday through friday Mm -hmm. being able to serve hundreds of chattanoogans who are taking their health and fitness and taking it to an absolutely new level with the social support and the accountability and mentorship structure that we have um with the coaching model that we have, we actually have some of our coaches getting uh, uh, finishing uh, nutritional certification. So we're going to be offering some nutrition coaching. Um, that's within the scope of what we're what we can do, um, promoting healthy living and healthy eating. Um, and uh, have one coach finishing her yoga certification on on top of, being, of course, a certified personal trainer. So um, we're going to start doing a yoga class, a drop-in yoga class, probably on Saturdays. And so. Yeah, my goal is to just get this thing rocking and roaring, serving hundreds of Chattanoogans and um, just people getting in the absolute best shape of their life. Um, The business doing very well financially, being a healthy business, Mm -hmm. being able to support myself and my family off that, um, as well as uh, being able to give very generously to the community and um, really... I guess in the last couple years, uh, as the fates have had it through doing things like Leadership Chattanooga and being honored in 20 under 40 and getting the UMA Mission Award or helping get the UMA Mission Award on behalf of my organization, um, you know, I've um, had the opportunity to build a really nice network of folks who are as passionate and driven as I am. And I would like to continue to sit at the tables that I'm sitting at and as I continue to experience business success. Um, and as I continue to grow my impact and my potential um, to do good, um, to be able to continue to do good and just be a major stakeholder in Chattanooga's philanthropic and civic scene because I care about Chattanooga and I'm, I'm here to stay and um, I wanna leave a positive impact, so. Yeah, five, 10 years down the line, I'd love to have all that rocking and roaring. Um, you know, with my comments about politics, I don't see that in my future um, um, anytime. That's not really for me. But other than that, um, yeah, business success, philanthropic yeah. success, civic success, yeah. um, being able to love on the community, being able to serve the community, um, leaving this place hopefully better than I found it. Mm-hmm um it's what I want
0: to do. Awesome. Well I, I think that you specifically and also just you know everything you're doing at the Bethlehem Center and uh now this new endeavor. I, I personally I think it's I think it's all great. Uh I'm I'm a big advocate for living a healthy lifestyle and I think that's a, a, a great way to provide uh you know an avenue for that for other people and so I love what you're doing. Thank I you. think that in the future you're gonna see a lot of growth and I I'm, I'm definitely rooting for you. Uh but before we kind of finish up here, I want to just first off say thank you very much for coming on today. Obviously, I'm, we've just talked about, I know you're a very busy man, and so uh, I, I appreciate anybody that's willing to give up any, any amount of their time, but especially you, I know that you're busy with a lot of things and that you've got your hands in a lot of different areas, so it really means a lot that you took a little bit of time to chat with me today, and uh, I hope that everybody who listens really enjoys. Uh, before we finish, though, I want to always give the guests a chance to have the floor, whether you want to give a shout out to somebody, whether you wanna mention something that you're working on, obviously you've got the Chattanooga Fitness Club, Uh, but if there's anything particular you wanna talk about, uh, I wanna give you the floor. So yeah, the the floor is yours, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, thanks so much for having me. Um, I am a type A New Yorker that walks fast, and talks (laughs) fast, and thinks fast, and I have a lot of irons in the fire, Mm -hmm. so. You're right. There's no shortage of things I, I could be doing this morning, but I'm absolutely honored to be here with you, Daniel, and thank you for for having me on the podcast and just letting me share my heart. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I would just say I'm I'm grateful to God for opening all the doors He's opened for me um, for being so kind to me, um, and um, grateful to my family um, and. Um, my six-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier Topaz. She's the glue. She's
0: what holds it all that together. That
1: holds it all <laughs> together. Um, I think uh, uh, I think I saved her, but in a lot of ways, she saved me. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to be on here, and uh, yeah, just just root for me. Um, if I mean, if you want to, uh, check out uh, chattanoogafitnessclub.com. Um, sign up for a free session. Your first session is always free, so there's literally no risk. Um, Come out, give us a shot, see what we're about. Um, Same thing with the Beth. Um, You know, hit me up. My name, number, email's on the website, um, and uh, I'll give you a tour. I'll show you all the great stuff that we're doing, um, and we can just brainstorm ways that you can partner and love on the community. So um, again, just... Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. And aside, you mentioned the the website for the Bethlehem Center. I know there's a website for the Chattanooga Fitness Club. We'll be sure to include those in the description for this episode. Are there any other social media handles or anything like that that would be good for everybody to know about? Yeah,
1: so Chattanooga Fitness Club is on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Instagram is Club with two Ts. Facebook is Chattanooga Fitness Club. Mm and the Beth is on all the social channels as well. So um, yeah, follow us on social, be social. I think that's probably the best place. Uh, but your free pass for the workouts on ChattanoogaFitnessClub.com.
0: So. Okay, sweet. Well, we'll be sure to include all that in there. So if you're listening, or if you're watching, you want to follow along with what uh, Josh is doing at the Chattanooga Fitness Club or if you want to check out just the business as a whole along with the Bethlehem Center, then feel free to head down there. There'll be links for all those websites, uh, social media handles, and everything down there. You can check out and give them a follow and check out what they're doing. But again, Josh, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a, a pleasure getting to meet you officially in person, getting yeah. to speak with you a little bit. Uh, and and I always like to say to everybody that I speak with, maybe we'll do it again in the future. I would love awesome to. Though. So This was uh, fun. This yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's Thanks been great. Be. So yeah, thank you again for coming on. I uh, wish you the best of luck Uh, and to everybody listening and watching thank you all for listening and watching and I hope that you'll join us on the next episode of the third seat bye everybody